0: This is Dojo Live, tech without borders, stories that bring us together. expecting an intro video i didn't see it but maybe it's my computer connection but this is dojo live the dojo live uh this august 23rd 2023 my name is kim lantis and joining me as usual is my beautiful co-host america guerrero hey kim can you hear me i can can you hear me yes I all think right, there We're just the There was uh-huh. some glitch. <laughs> it's all right. It's the fallout of, of the nature of a live show. So, of course, the guest today, the most important person, is Srisha Ramdas, founder and CEO of Lumber. Shrisha, thank you so much for joining us again on Dojo Live. I think this is show number two for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Great to meet you, Kim, America. Great to be back. I yes. am super excited to come back on the show after a while.
0: Yes, thank you. And it's always fun to see what you are coming up with as a kind of serial entrepreneur here. And it's going to be a great conversation because we're talking about hacking growth opportunities and wanting to know what it's like to strike a balance between revolution and evolution, particularly when it comes to startups. But before we do, let's recap for those who might have not caught the first show. What's the Shrisha story? Please share a bit about you and your passion
1: yeah no absolutely so um, the best way to describe myself is i am a kid in a candy store when it comes mm-hmm. to startups right so live and breathe startups uh, been passionate about startups for a while i've been doing startup myself but i've also been investor advisor to a few startups i think uh, about 50 plus now uh, and it's been incredibly fulfilling. Excuse the
0: interruption. Did you say five zero or one five? No, 50? about
1: five fifty plus. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah,
1: thank you. So, so that shows again. I go back to the kid in a candy store. When it comes to startup, I just can't stop myself from from participating. And uh, the most important thing is when I'm working with um, other founders it helps me stay relevant. It helps me stay young. And and the reason is that the environment is changing so fast. And when you're interacting with the other founders, they keep you on your toes. Uh, They force you to learn new things. And that's why I find it so fulfilling to work with founders. So uh, apart from that, I've been putting together a community of founders as well here in the Bay Area. So really excited about how that's shaping up. So it's basically an action group where one founder or a repeat founder, a successful founder can help other founders. So overall, it's been a lot of work with startups and founders.
0: I love it. I think mentorship is very important. So let's talk about the most recent endeavor. This is Lumber, Lumberfy.com. What is Lumber and what is the problem that you're solving?
1: Yeah, and... uh, Kim, America, it's super exciting. I think this is the first public forum where I'm talking about lumber. We are going to be launching on September 12th officially. And um, so I'll share a little bit about lumber. Um, you know, subt- by, by the way, the September 12th significance is we all know September 11th, what happened. And so September 12th is the the day of new hope, new order yeah. coming into existence. And so so it's constructing the new world, right? That's the theme that you're approaching. And Lumber is a workflows management platform for the construction industry. And so we we feel like there's already so much uh, competition when it comes to labor in the construction world, and it's gonna get even more difficult. So how do you manage your, your workers, be it your employees, be it your contractors, your subcontractors, your suppliers, that's going to play a pivotal role in how construction industry grows from here on. And we are a solution that's that's working towards bringing, that, bringing order to chaos that exists.
0: Huh. I'm particularly interested in this and somewhat invested. My older brother is actually the owner of a contracting company. He builds houses. So it oh, will uh, be really cool. I'll have to shoot it his way. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, so with Lumber, I think this is probably going to be a case study, a story that you can tell as this directly links to the topic of today's show, uh, which, again, America will be. Hacking growth opportunities. How does the striking
2: striking balance between revolution and evolution increase the success rate for a startup? So please share with us the answer.
1: Yeah, so. <clears throat> It's a great question. Revolution and evolution. The way I look at it is, revolution is a disruption. So every startup founder, when they dream about doing something, they are thinking about the disruption that they will bring to the industry, to the space. Uh, you know, creating this huge solution for a problem that that's painful for a lot of people. And the way I look at evolution, it's an incremental growth over a period of time and and sort of you know you're not you're not galloping towards the the end milestone but you're walking, you're running towards the milestone. So uh, while every entrepreneur I strongly believe should dream about revolution, should think about disruption, should think about bringing in massive change, they should understand that success uh, the path to success is never linear right? So you have to think about execution in a series of small steps. You have to prove success at different milestones, and then you will you, you will get closer to achieving the big milestone that you have been dreaming of. So I would say that, that when an entrepreneur jumps into, into doing a startup and solving a problem, they should get inspired by the revolution that they are going to cause. But As they go along the way, they have to think about how do we evolve at every single step? How do we evolve towards that big audacious goal that we have set for?
0: That's great. Uh, I I, I was just going to say, to me, this makes a lot of sense. And I'm probably not a history buff, and I think there's even some conspiracy theories out there. But what comes to my mind is this example of like the light bulb, right? Right. I mean, it might be the most famous person connected to that is Thomas Edison. I've heard Tesla's name thrown around, Volta, different people. But like, there's only going to be one, you know, inventor. Like, wow, this is great. This changed everything. And then there's this series of individuals who've made that light bulb better and better and better. Um, there's also conspiracies around that as well. But, but. That's not the point. The point is you have this amazing invention that changes everything. And then a series of ways of making that better. Is that what I'm hearing in terms of, of startups? Like it's going to be rare to be the person that comes up with this absolute game changer, but we can evolve along what's already existing. Uh,
1: Absolutely. So there are two things here that I'm saying. Um, so one is, uh, basically I'll, I'll expand on what you said which which you you hit the nail on its head so you talked about thomas edison but think about all the brilliant change makers in the world we and let's take software uh, in particular you're talking about steve jobs you're talking about jeff bezos you're talking about bill gates um you're talking about uh, elon musk um and they if you, if you think about them they have this incredible incredible ability in in some area and that's so much powerful that's so much incredible that they are able to have that massive impact. but those kind of people are rare right so so you have to be practical about what's your strength and how do you apply that strength to solve the problem that you have you have decided to go after That is one aspect of it. Second is we don't need to have that incredible ability to solve the problem all of us have superpower all of us are have been have been blessed to have that superpower we all have that in in, in us it's about recognizing them and applying that and you need not do it in, in steve jobs way or elon musk way you can do it in your way and that i'm talking about evolution it's about applying it to solve day to day problem in a series of steps you don't need to have that big bang success all at once you can have have small uh Small successful steps, and then evolve to the big goal.
2: With the platform that you are launching, um, in which stage is the platform? I mean, uh, is your is lumber revolutionizing something, or are you offering something that is evolving? Or in which stage are you, or what is the balance there in the construction industry that you are in?
1: Yeah yeah so so when you start a startup you need to have i call it as a deep mission that is like you need to really believe in the mission uh, deeply you need to have you need to have the passion that you are going to solve a massive problem and with l- us at lumber we want to revolutionize the construction industry when you know i have been uh, i've been um, i've done a few startups before and it they have all been in the marketing and and sales landscape And this time when I was doing my next startup, I was like, I want to solve that, solve a problem that feels real, an industry where real stuff is happening. And that's how I gravitate towards construction industry, because this is, uh, you know, without construction, there's nothing to look around right? The offices that you are, the house that you live in, everyday work that you do it's all somehow related to construction. So the industry is having a massive impact on a day-to-day basis on everybody's life. But how much do, do we care about how's the how's the life of the people who are in the construction industry? What, what impact can we have in their day-to-day life? How can we make the industry more productive? And that's what, what really fueled my passion in, in going after this industry. And we are an early startup. We, we just got started we've got a long way to go but as i said it all started with a big dream and now it's about how do we take again you know uh, what i said what we are implementing at lumber is how do we take a series of small steps towards that big goal and september 12th as i said we are launching with with um, with core of our platform that will impact in small way. And then over the period of time, we will evolve. We will do more releases that mm-hmm. will help, help uh, people revolutionize their back office in, in their companies and achieve profitability. We know that yeah. construction companies are working super hard and the margins are way, way thin in this industry. And so uh, helping them um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, in small ways will go a long way in how this industry progresses
0: can we talk a little bit about some of these steps that you're you're referring to what I, i imagine that that's not the exact same path for every company or every industry but i do imagine that there are some similarities where might some of these overlaps be and what might those steps look like you know for people who are either in the startup phase like lumber or hoping you know having an idea and and wanting to to you know come to fruition um and particularly about the lumber industry it's exciting to me because when we talk about this word evolution i think there's been a lot of change right particularly over these last few years i mean i know that the price of lumber had increased drastically i think even the idea of manual laborers um you know, generationally, we have kind of shift away from that in terms of even having the skill set or the desire uh, to be involved in an industry like construction, uh, even the pandemic and this idea of, you know, do we even need to build as much because people are now work, tending to work more from home and all of this stuff has happened so much in these last few years. So what has that process been like for you? What are those some, st- some steps that we might be able to emulate elsewhere?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm surprised, Kim, that you know so much about the construction industry. Uh, You you talked about a few things that are absolutely, absolutely relevant and what's going on in the industry, like you talked about generational shift. So we are seeing that a lot of uh, uh, folks who started the company, they are now handing over the baton to the next generation. And the next generation is coming into the industry and saying, what's this mess uh here right why are we still in the primitive stages of automation so that's happened with the pandemic also was really tough for the construction industry we all know that right now the the occupancy uh, of the offices is all time low and construction companies are struggling with that when it comes to commercial construction uh you know just the other day somebody said the growth in warehouses has been much higher than the offices right so so really pandemic transformed a uh, few things along the way so that has had an impact and then you know uh, you don't have people aspiring to becoming a plumber right you so so the labor pool is shrinking and and there's more there's need to more have more automation and and people who are in the industry they you know there's impetus on them getting trained to become high skill laborers uh, laborers in in this industry so all of that change you're bang on right and so that's where the need for for a new solution to come in forefront but while i uh, before i go into specifics in the construction industry and how lumber we are going let me answer it in a more generic way uh, in terms of the experiences that i gathered from the previous vertical previous uh, startups and how we are how how entrepreneurs can leverage that how we can apply so i'll go back to the one of the term that we used right at the beginning of the show which is growth hacking and so so let me talk about about that initially when you start a startup it's very very important for every founder to think like a growth hacker and now let's look in what does the growth hacker term means so so the f- the foundational element of growth hacking is being experimental. It's And being experimental means letting data guide you the path. Don't use your intuition, right? It's important to have intuitions, but it's important to let, you know, do experiments, see the data that comes out of experiments and letting that, that guide you. The way the growth hackers look at the, the situation is failure is not actually a failure. Failure is data because you fail, you understand why you failed, what led to the failure, you you get that that in form of a data, and let that you know help you with your next yeah. path. With your like next
0: science, path. isn't it attributed to Edison too? Like I didn't fail a thousand times, I le- I learned a thousand ways that didn't work, or something like that. I don't remember.
1: Absolutely. Yeah right? And it's a difficult mindset, Kim. It's difficult, you know, it's, it's very easy for us humans to have that, that disappointing emotion when we fail, right? And, and it does take the spirits down. But that's why I'm saying that the founders need to consciously adopt that growth hacker attitude, which is, I'm not failing, I'm learning, right? It's, it's the data that that'll help me along the way. So, so being experimental is important. And then as you are, as you are a founder, as you are a CEO, as you are a management team of the startup, it's important to inculcate that attitude in the rest of the organization. And it's very important because it's not just enough that you are you are an experimental guy uh, or gal. It's important that everybody in the organization rally around experiments. Everybody then you know, collaborate on a regular basis, sharing data from those experiments that they have done. And then I'll go a little bit deeper experiments. What does experiments mean? Experiment will start with customer persona. What kind of persona we are going after? What kind of segments we are going after? And then teeing up experiments with each segment, right? How do we go about contacting people in that segment? How do we establish what works for that segment? What's resonating? What value proposition is is resonating with this that particular segment, and not resting, keep doing experiments till you hit upon a formula. Because one you once you establish the formula, then it becomes a rinse and repeat to scale, right? Because you're you're repeating the same thing, you, and and scaling it because you have already learned through your experiment what works, right? What is working, you're repeating. Right, so experimental is, is important. Then, few other terms as a growth hacker you should be aware of is grassroots marketing. When you start a company, you don't have big budgets to spend on ad campaigns, on display ad, and all of that. So you have to you have to really figure out how do I how do I really leverage grassroots tactics, grassroots emotions. So which means you're actually going out in the field. Working with your early design partners, early prospects, trying to establish a small community. Initially, it will start small, but then it will grow, right? Establishing community and and working your way upwards, right? So, a lot of community, leveraging a lot of community work, leveraging a lot of social media work, um, you know, playing up the emotion that you're a small company, you need all the support. Founders should be absolutely selfish in accepting help, right? So so that's the motion with the grassroots marketing. The other term that I will use is guerrilla marketing, which is because you're small, you have to think about out of the box tactics that can help you get the the initial success. And as an example of what I mean by guerrilla marketing is, let's say you cannot go to this big conference where a lot of your prospects are gathering. You cannot spend the, the money. But can you go to the Starbucks that's in front of the conference and and basically establish a relationship with the, the, the Starbucks owner and say that whoever uh, comes in with the badge, the coffee is on me. and and, uh, and while they are sipping the coffee, you go and introduce yourself and say that, hey, I'm looking for some initial insight, feedback. Can I have a five minutes conversation with you? Right. So that's the the out of the box tactics, guerrilla stuff. uh, That's important. We're
0: going to have a few more conversations about this guerrilla tactics. I think we can have a whole nother show on that.
1: (laughs) Well, absolutely. I'm super passionate about like, as I said, like done so many mistakes in my previous startups. I've learned so much that I've now got, you know, 10 pages documents on the guerrilla tactics that one could be using. I love it. (laughs) So yeah, so those are, so that's how I would would appeal to all the folks who are either thinking about doing a startup or are in the early stages of startup is is be that growth hacker, think about experiments, line up your grassroots tactics, think about uh, guerrilla tactics, which are difficult. Guerrilla tactics are not easy to think about. So you have to really push yourself, you have to get the team in an offsite, you know hit the whiteboard hard in in saying what can we do how can we uh, do this amazing stuff right so um, i'll i'll stop there i've said about
0: no don't stop i well actually let's let's join these two can we develop a bit more examples of how you've applied those three elements to lumber like what has the experimentation looked like at lumber what has the grassroots efforts and of course the guerrilla marketing efforts looked like as well
2: yes and i was also thinking that for example lumber that provides this um service to the in the construction industry i'm thinking thinking that maybe i don't know you will share starting with uh, house construction and then maybe 3d printing or and maybe there are companies who are having constructions in the sea so there is a there are, so verticals that you can reach but there must be steps and that's how you revolutionize right
1: yeah yeah absolutely so i will share about how i applied those to lumber so far um in in again in a generic way i I again say that because we are launching doing the big launch on september 12th i cannot say a lot of things but but i'll give you uh, a few ideas so if you think about about construction uh, there is commercial there is residential and then there is infrastructure which is government work right so first thing to recognize you know i talked about looking at the customer persona in a in a deep way and and line up experiments for that so first thing is to recognize that there are there are three different sectors. You cannot treat all the construction companies same. You have to recognize that commercial construction companies are different than residential, um, multi-residential, uh, who are building multi-complexes. And then the government um, is altogether a different ball game, right? And so uh, the challenges that each of the, the construction companies in each of these areas face is different. So first is to recognize that then go have conversation with as many construction companies as possible. Because as I said, don't, don't rely on your intuition, right? All of us have had interaction with construction companies in our past life in some ways. We've all built houses, we've all modified houses, we've all all maintained the houses and we have worked with contractors. And so based on that, we would have found some ideas, but don't rest on that. Go out in the field and, and talk to uh, folks. So for example, we have now talked to over 500 construction companies in a um, uh, commercial area. We've started saying that we will go after commercial first, and then we'll go after the other sectors. So we went really, really deep. We didn't hesitate in taking a flight or, or driving the car and going out to the actual sites to talk to the, the folks and, and understanding how it's going right and and we are talking about contractors who are who could be doing drywall who could be uh, doing payments who could be doing firearm protection and it's fascinating to understand that every specialty within the commercial is different and so now you are going into into those specific use cases understanding the problems that are there with specifically with that industry if you take landscaping for example They are seasonal, right? During the peak season, they have to ramp up on workers. And when the season ends, they have to ramp down, right? So their challenges will be different from, let's say, drywall where margins are thin versus electric or plumbing where they have higher margins. So these are the nuances where you can only understand when you go deep, right? I, I did not come from the construction background, but today I feel like I can start uh, I can have a conversation, deep conversation with any construction company because I understand oh, yeah. these advances. And so so that is one. And then second is you, uh, you know, I talked about grassroots tactics. We have, we are now um, working with so many associations uh, that where the construction companies, um, you know, are members and going to actual, uh, you know, uh, smaller uh, associations not relying on the the big national and state associations but going even deeper to figure out you know how can we we establish a community feeling with with the construction company so a lot of things that i talked about uh, as a growth hacker we are applying on on lumber and uh, you know based on what we are hearing we have now started producing relevant content on our website on our social media page so you can see you know, this year you can truly see uh, us experimenting and growth hacking, hustling uh to get more deeper with the community.
0: I think I think that's that's great. Um, you know, we're coming to the final few minutes of the show. I cannot believe we're already here already. It's been really yeah. great. Uh yeah, um, it
1: feels it's a long time. I've been you know, know, in fact, you know. Time flies
0: and you're having fun. I think my Final question for you, Shisha, will be wrapped around this fearlessness that I sense from you. Like, you, I don't know if it's part of your innate personality, if it's something that has, you know, evolved within you as time has passed and experience has passed, but what's your approach to talking to 500 companies? I mean, I think that a lot of people will be like, oh, I. I can't do that, like, you know, that's embarrassing, it's not going to be allowed, they're going to say no anyway, um, you know, and maybe creating all of these, like, blockers that aren't even real, so what is your words of wisdom, or your encouragement, or even tactics that you use to sort of break through, how did you reach out to these 500 companies, I mean, how did you even select which ones, and once you did, how did the conversations... Start? Do you literally just hop in your car, knock on a door? I mean, what what are some of the, the tactics that you utilize and how can you encourage people to follow suit?
1: Yeah, no, again, Kim, uh, I really like the word you used, fearless. Um, and I'll tell you, uh, my upbringing was far from fearless. Uh, I was uh, always told by my parents that every step you take, you think 10 times. And so uh, all that all that changed when I went to the first startup where I worked. There, the, the energy just captivated me and and I felt like I belong here. And then over a period, we talked about revolution, evolution. It was an evolution with me, right? Over the, the fearlessness evolved over a period of time. Initially, it started like, hey, I don't think I can think about a new idea, but I can work hard for somebody else's idea, but I belong to a startup that evolved to, Hey, I think I can, I may not come up with an idea, but I can contribute to the idea. And then that evolved to, Hey, I can think about an idea myself. And that evolved to, Hey, I can think about a big idea. So, you know, the previous steps, it was about an idea, but this time with lumber, it was, I want to go after a big idea. I want to go after a massive industry. Right. And, and there's no worry there is no worry about failing there is no shame in failing right but the the, the every day you you live big right you you because you are going after a big problem right and you have rallied a group of people to to co believe in the in the idea in the dream and that's why you find it fulfilling right so so the fearless, again i want to emphasize evolved over a period of time so my biggest advisor to all the startup aspirants or people who are thinking about startup is that while you're thinking about big idea don't be afraid to take the first step right so don't be stuck in analysis paralysis where you're saying i have this big idea or i have this idea and i have to validate it with 100 people before i, I start believing in the idea right your whatever ideas you start with it will always evolve and you will have to evolve it you will have to adapt it to the changing environment A lot of the ideas uh, your idea was based on on few assumptions that you had in the beginning of the journey and those assumptions will be challenged those assumptions will change and so that's the reason why your idea needs to evolve so never be afraid to take the, the first step and once you you plunge in, uh, into the into the whole thing, leverage failure as much as possible. Don't shy away from from experimenting because you are worried that that you will fail.
0: I love it. Thank you very much uh, for your fears, fearlessness, for your contribution, for your words of wisdom. Of course, all the steps that you're taking. I think these are very practical steps that um, current entrepreneurs, startup leaders, and aspiring ones can certainly follow. Um, Shrisha, we wish you and Lumber nothing but success as you again launch here on September 12th. We'll be looking out for it. And of course, you're welcome to come back anytime here on Dojo Live uh, to keep us up to speed and what's been happening. And uh, we'll talk about those guerrilla tactics as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much. Um, stick around just a minute as we go off air but before we do i'd like to remind our audience that they can join us on monday at 10 o'clock a.m pacific right here on dojo live as we talk about Shrisha's show and dan's show yesterday give you our input our opinions and of course introduce any shows that we've got coming up as well until then stay safe everyone thank you and bye for now Check out past episodes, transcripts, blogs, and more on our website, dojo.nearsoft.com.